Thanks for coming back, guys. Hey, you did last time I met you. Oh, yeah. Huh? Um, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll be it. Towards the end. I, I, I've actually got an idea on that. But first time we spoke, first time we commented, um, R.I.P. Mike, you're not here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> I don't know. He's been to randomly come through there. <laughs> it would be actually quite funny if Michael wanted to drop that. I feel like I want to turn the aircon on, but... I, are you guys warm? Right. Um, I'm wearing the jumper, so if you want to turn it on, yeah, it's fine. Jacket off, whatever. He's got his whole gear on that. Did he just get out of bed and come straight here? Or? No, no, no. Oh. I was just chilling at home. I was just chilling at home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, second part of our conversation, which started off with identity, mm. was meant to be a relationship, but identity took a lot longer. Yeah, which is good. Mm. Um, which was awesome. I enjoyed that. I've I've listened to that chat quite a few more a few more times actually like three or four more times, um, but yeah the next part of that was how identity um, informed um, relationships. Now we work with young people, but at the same time we also have our own personal sort of take and experience with relationships and also. Um, how that sort of worked out, how it worked out, things like that. So, I'm mm-hmm. going to start the discussion on relationships. <laughs> you knew this, right? You no, knew I didn't. This, right? You guys knew this. Well, well, we didn't. I didn't know what to expect. So. <laughs> well, great, wonderful. Um, wonderful. So you just got to keep it, keep it going. Um, so. Mm. Starting with perhaps maybe, and you spoke a little bit into this earlier on um, in our first chat, Chima, but mm. what was your perspective on what relationships were meant to be like or meant to be like before you met God? Um, yeah, in your childhood. So before you mm. took God seriously and you took your walk with God seriously, what was your perspective on relationships? Um <laughs> Um, there's still something I'm trying to figure out at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is before you met God, not after. Oh, okay. So before, I met before. like I, I'll, I'll give my two cents in. I think that I used to, I used to watch this um, when I was a kid. I'm a romantic at heart. <laughs> you, I love so romance. I love romance. Um, you ask my wife, I asked her out, she'd be like, oh my God, he's just so amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when I was younger, I had that same idea of relationships was the goal. Mm. And I used to watch, now I grew up in a French, um, you know, <laughs> French, French country. <laughs> so, you know, all, all our stuff came yeah. from France. Yeah. And, you know, the French. That's part of my childhood. Oh, really? So, uh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so there was this one specific show called, it was basically like a home and away for Australia, yeah. um, or neighbours, more home and away. Mm. Beachy, bright colours, blonde hair, blue-eyed people. Mm. Um, it was called Sula Soleil, so Under the Sun. Mm. It, it, was, it was a translation, and man, there was a lot of romance. The looks, the intense looks, the... You know, as she mm. walks, mm. you know, towards <laughs> you, and the wind is blowing the hair. <laughs> that was my idea. It was uh. like relationships are all about romance. I never saw the conflicts. 
close that off just before it starts getting real. Never saw the hard work of planning dates. Mm. Um, but that was it. <laughs> How old were you? Bro, all throughout my childhood. All through all so from as soon as I could comprehend what relationships were, probably about <laughs> five, uh, six. five or six years old, and up to I was about twelve before mm. I left. Um, that was it. Yeah. Mm. Just loved it, romance. <laughs> um. Interesting. <laughs> uh, before I got serious about faith and stuff, um, I don't know. I think, yeah, I would say I watched a lot of those kind of movies and that was kind of my stereotypical view of what it should look like. Obviously, like you said, um, you never, they always cut this end of the scene <laughs> just before it becomes real yeah. and stuff. Obviously, you learned that in hindsight. Um, my perspective, gosh. Um, I grew up with a lot of like really strong women in my family, an extended family, so it was kind of like, I don't know, I guess um, the idea of finding the girl or the person in my life that I wanted to spend with, she had to be like strong in faith and, well, basically had to be pretty feisty. Yeah. Um, so I guess I was blessed in that way. I didn't really think about it that much because living back in Vanuatu before coming to Australia, life was all about family and relationships and hanging out and stuff. Um, and so it didn't really cross my mind until we actually, like the whole idea of one-on-one sort of stuff, until maybe when I was eight or nine or yeah, right. 10, because I was always hanging out with my cousins, doing yeah. stuff, we're always busy at the beach or something, or climbing trees or being random. Um, so it's funny how the relationship stuff is kind of changed when you're with your family and you're always surrounded by family. It's like yeah. you're fulfilled in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember first culture shock situation coming to Australia. It was like that whole idea of people were very individual and very isolated themselves. Because yeah. Yeah. at home you could just walk on the streets and just say hello or goodnight to someone random mm. at night and they'd say the same Absolutely. thing. Yeah. come here and it's like everyone just stays to themselves and it's like a really I guess subconsciously for me it was a bit of a shift so I was a bit quiet and timid for like the first formative years of teenage years and um, relationships I guess were a bit warped because of the TV and stuff that yeah. I grew up with in Australia mm-hmm. and so that was a bit of a struggle to find out what does that actually mean? So trying to find your identity yeah. and who you are yeah. in a new country. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, girls, interesting. <laughs> um, and also, the, because I grew up in a town when we were here, when we first moved to Australia, it was heavily Italians everywhere. Yeah. So it was kind of like, they were very romantic, very, yeah. you know, very flamboyant sort of stuff. So, Amore. Yeah, so it was just trying to figure that out and just trying to figure out who I was. It's just like, so I was very shy about it all. Mm. Had a lot of crushes and stuff, but never really had anything serious that I would wanted to consider because it's like, uh, freaking me out. <laughs> um, and it's funny that the timing of when I finally got serious about faith in God when I was like 17, 18, 
um, that whole shift of pers- not pursuing but always looking at girls as someone maybe mm. became more like can you actually that whole part of the scripture in Genesis where it's like someone who is Genesis 2 I think it's or 3 I don't know it's like where it says that she's you know a helper oh, yeah. I was just like mm. I was like alright so this is like there's a lot of weight on actually choosing the yeah. right person absolutely and that's funny because I never th- back then I was just thinking about it and I was like eh, yeah alright whatever like I thought it was just something flipping in my mind but thinking in hindsight that's actually a big turning point like I'm glad I actually thought it yeah. thought about it in that way yeah. and considered my options and actually see who was out there mm. and yeah it wasn't until 26 like 17 to 26 I don't know how many years that's 9 years later I was very picky, I had pretty high standards mm. about it, and yeah. so yeah, I chose a Canadian chick, my first girlfriend, dating for about a year and a bit, long distance for a bit, mm. and that obviously didn't help, long yeah. distance doesn't help, but it's, yeah, it's for me relationships before God was um, not really something that I guess it's a guess it's a reflection of my relationship with God. It was yeah. not really something that I considered. It's not something. It was more surface level. Yeah. And then when I switch, when my mindset changed to getting serious about God, it's obviously the relation side of stuff as well, mm-hmm. which is a funny contrast because that's pretty much what God is trying to do with us is have a relationship. Um. So that was really. Yeah, seeing that parallel was pretty cool to see how I became a bit more intentional mm-hmm. about my choices about it. And yeah. yeah, especially in this season of life, just, yeah. just waiting and weighing up the <laughs> options and making the right choice and all that. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. It's a, it's a hard one, hey? Yeah, it is. Relationships are hard. It's really hard. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... For, for me, I, like, I, I agree with Nathan, it's a hard one because it's like, you know, at five, six, <laughs> where does your concept of relationship come from? Like, I remember I told you guys last time, I was like, like, as far as I can remember, um, I... Do you, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> as far as I can remember, I, like, marriage was like, as, as far as five, six years, I was like, yeah, marriage is it. I don't know where that came from. I'm like, I can't, I can't pinpoint that yeah this someone told me yeah marriage this is it you know but I just mm. had this idea in my head that marriage is something you aspire to. Yeah that, you know and I remember telling you guys as <laughs> I'm standing on the balcony <laughs> putting my hand out. So where are you my love? You know and I was like six or seven But I was just thinking about it as I was thinking about some of the songs my parents used to play like you know olden and all the love songs I don't know <laughs> like oh, I grew up on Michael Bolton and you know is that Edda James uh, <laughs> no no actually no, no not really no they okay. had the Michael Bolton Bolton um, you know to speak louder now oh okay yeah. it was Michael Bolton yeah, I remember him singing a song like said I loved you but I lied this is more than love <laughs> <laughs> like those are the songs I grew up who remembers Boys to Men although we've come to the end uh, of the road you know yeah. <laughs> the boy band, the boy yeah. band, you know, you know, you go I'm to sick. the end of end of um, end, end of, of term school party, and 
you have to find a girl that you had to dance oh, with bro, that and that's all it's playing and um see so yeah, i don't know there's just i think i think music might have something to do with it just subconsciously for you for me listening to the music that my parents were playing and it's like yeah i can i can actually look back and i can see um maybe that had an influence on what my ideal of what what my ideal relationship was um Mm. And yeah, just for me, it was more like um, the idea of relationship was like you find someone that you want to give your all to. It didn't matter whether they gave something back to you. You just give your all. And automatically, once you give your all, someone gives their all back to mm. you. And so that was my... Um, wow. That was my... Wow. That, that's how I thought about it. And it's like... And, and to my detriment, this hasn't worked well for me. Because like, <laughs> I've worn my heart on my sleeve. <laughs> couldn't hurt but I don't know I, I can't describe where that came from I can only think of like the only thing that's resonating is the fact that my parents played music um, that was you know romantic and not, not every yeah. sort of song that they play but sometimes they, they you know that so, yeah yeah um, so for me it was you know that idea of just give yourself no matter no matter the cost um, mm. you know I remember when I was a kid like you know, like if I had a crush on a girl in a classroom, so what I would do is like, oh okay, yeah, I'll draw a picture of Shira or he or something, and <laughs> right at the bottom of my like. It's Facebook, you know. Wow. Like in high school, like I remember, I, I used to love this. You know, where you write letters and then you spray some perfume yeah. on the letter. What? You put roses <laughs> no. in there, rose petals right. in there, wow. and then you you send it to you know what That's I mean. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. yeah. so like, I don't know that's, why you'll hear that happening today. <laughs> no, there isn't. Yeah, like so like <laughs> you need to up your game, bro. Yeah. Up your game. But that that was like the norm, and you get the letter, and then you smell it, like, and then five years later, later you still have the letters, and you can smell them, and yeah, you can wow. read the words, and and wow. and then once the person has moved on, then you have to let them go, and you know, and let the letters go. You ever had a mixtape get get I think I did. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, what? Oh, Come on. Classic. Of the love song. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you try. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you got to figure it yeah. out. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. That's a nice gift. Yeah, yeah. look at this, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. Classic. 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 So, um, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a hard one to pinpoint. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like in high school, I remember... <laughs> Because I went to a boarding school, so we had after classes in the evening we had we had we had what we called prep, so basically time to do your homework. So once homework was done, the, done there was a there was a lane that everyone called lovers lane. So wow. everyone walked down. Like if you had a girlfriend, you walked down. Uh, yeah, or if you had someone you interested, you walked down, and then the rest of us just walked the other way oh around lovers God. lane. <laughs> so. Uh, like s- stuff like that you remember as a kid and you know it, I guess it forms Lover's mm. Lane yeah Ooh, love, they used to call it Lover's Lane yeah that's serious <laughs> that is so serious that escalated <laughs> oh my lord so that's so funny like when you're talking about giving your all it's funny how for me it was before <laughs> getting serious about faith it was yeah. all about what can I get out of it yeah and then it's funny mentors and people over the past up to now it's like actually what can you give to this yeah. situation yeah. and the whole idea someone a mentor in the past kind of told me this stuck with me for a long time it's this idea of even if it's a dating thing is like if it's dating for like a season or whatever to 
leave the p- person better off than when they came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, blew my mind mm. for like, yeah. It's a completely different way of thinking. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, did you grow up in Australia? No. Oh, for 19, 19 years, I was back home in Zambia. Okay. Then I came over when I was nineteen. Mm. Wow. So, so it is. It, it's a culture shock for all of us, really, because we're mm. <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. there's a massive emphasis, emphasis on family, yeah. family relationships, yeah. yep, yep, exactly. friends, friends, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially in countries where, you know, like I remember, like you, the first thing, one of the first things that I noticed coming to Australia was, why does everybody have fences? Yeah, mm, yeah, that's like, that's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> To connect with my neighbours if they've got a fence, oh, no. and Actually, I can't get yeah. through there because for me it was the opposite. Like, why don't they have fences? <laughs> and why don't they? Yeah, have yeah for me it was the opposite oh, because wow. because back home is like the minimum height for fences about two point five meters, you know, and it's got barbed wire just just because you want to keep the like in the rich places. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah. We're not talking about no, your average. Yeah, no, even average. Oh well. Majority. Let me just say majority. Yeah, wow. have fences huh. up. Um, I guess. Oh. Wow. Um, or yeah. But yeah, you, you're you're right in saying that. Yeah, those people who have more money or who are in the higher class, if you want to put it that way, would definitely have fences up. But I think it was it was a general for me. It was just a general <clears throat> thing to have a fence up. So when I came here, I was like, oh my goodness me, everyone's fences are lower than <laughs> you know. I can yeah, literally wow. jump over and you. <laughs> If you had a dog, one the dog you had was just a guard dog, really. So mm. you keep it locked up at night. You bring it out, you know. Yeah. Oh, so it's not an idea of having a dog that's friendly with everyone. You don't want a dog that's friendly no. with everyone. So if a thief comes in, it's like, you know, so next year, yeah, that's funny. Mm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Why does everyone have fences here? Yeah. <laughs> when you when yeah, well, <laughs> that, that was the thing for me because I'd get home from school. Yeah. And then I'd walk outside. Yeah. And my friends are waiting for me. Yeah. Just waiting to play on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't play yeah. on the street. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. There, there is that whole side which uh, I want to sort of tie it back into. Um, into I think maybe it's I don't know if it's a uh, developed world culture and things like that but that mm. whole sense of I have relationship with somebody mm. because of what I can get out of it oh um, yes. um, instead of mm. what I can give to it mm. and, and <laughs> oh god yes <laughs> <laughs> that confuses me a lot as well. yeah yeah it, because I've grown up in Australia for most of my which is so random to me. It's so weird. I'm still like, still in a bit of a shock first coming in and then it's like grew up here and then going back home and then I don't know if I'm a citizen of this country or a citizen of, like you feel like you're caught between two things. Yeah. And like, even my parents have had to sit me down a few times just randomly just have a chat to just remind me of my culture. It's like, dude, you're not actually from here. Mm, like, wow. which for me was like, oh, like, mm. am I actually, who am I? Like, who am I? Who am I? 
and then it's and then it's because yeah. my auntie visited a few times last year mm. and she would stay over and back home the whole idea of like everyone staying on the same roof is normal yeah and mm. like so there's this tension when I was growing up I left home at 17 because mm. it's like culturally acceptable to leave home or whatever mm. plus my parents moved away so they helped mm. um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's just that whole idea. So I left home at 17, and so I was, it was only like in the last year and a bit that I've actually been with the family closer again. Oh, wow. um, so it's for those years, 17 till 29 or so, mm. been pretty much spending my time renting by myself and with some people and then getting to know like middle-class white people, really. Wow. <laughs> so most of my 20s was formed living in this country and so my parents have had to remind me so many times like you don't do this because you're going to get something out of it like you don't give money to family or you mm. don't do stuff for family because this is normal mm. like this expect there's do. an underlying expectation, expectation there yeah. which because I've been growing up so much in this country, it's like there's like all of a sudden there's a defensive mechanism that comes up because yeah. it's a Western, it's like, no, I don't need to give you money or I don't need to do this. I don't yeah. need. But back home, it's like they don't, they have less than us, but they still mm. give away so everything that they do have. Mm. Yeah. And for me, that's in the last couple of years actually has been challenging me. Like, who actually am I? Yeah, like, wow. Because that whole idea of if you actually know who you are then maybe you'd be able to share your life with someone else mm, a lot more yeah. um so yeah. yeah and so and then relationships like just church relationships um one-on-one -on -one kind of relationships it's like that's still like the tension of i'm still trying to figure out who am i going into this am i actually going to approaches as me vanuatu yeah. island kind of point of view or is it going to be like a western romanticized pop culture kind of mm. what can you get out of it wow. but then it's funny it's reminded me of someone who mentioned a mentor in the past is like well there's three options usually when you're kind of trying to make decisions in your life there's yours there's the wrong decision and then there's god's third option what's god's option that's always played in my mind whenever i'm making yeah. decisions yeah. it's like what's the option that I'm not actually willing to look at yeah what's the option then so absolutely yeah let's that's for me the kind of culture show thing so I'm always yeah. divided between like yeah, yeah. true that's true well, it's crazy wow <laughs> it's, it's funny because I remember when I yeah, when when I came here and you know you'd hear about weddings and it's really the wedding's funded really by the couples themselves. But back in, in, yeah. in African cultures, yeah. like everyone contributes. Everyone what are you going to contribute? Absolutely. Even my, like when I was here, my mom was asking me, oh, Chima, can you contribute an amount to one of your nephews back home? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. So even when someone's invited over to a barbecue, you know, you never really say, bring a plate of food to share. You expect it's that whoever's hosting you has all the food, yeah. you know? Um, so it's it's like... Nathan said it's like the, all these little nuances that you have to <laughs> um, wrestle with um, you know and it's, it's funny some, someone on the weekend was preaching about you know diversity and 
and just how kingdom culture basically mm. is, is about yeah. diversity and everyone brings something to the table um, mm. and as you have been saying that it's hit me I was like oh okay you know um, like trying to find it, it's okay to be different and it's okay to have diversity and what you do bring um, bring something beautiful to the table yeah. so I just mm. as you were saying that that's hit me <laughs> yeah, no it's yeah. funny how I've seen so many times different friends who are like uh, from different cultures and yeah. stuff when they're well this is a no-brainer but when they're actually not trying to simulate to western or yeah. australian just actually being themselves yeah. and bringing their culture yeah. into everything they do yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. like oh such a refreshing, refreshing thing yeah. yeah but for some reason i know for myself at times it's like i try to fight against it like try to be who mm. god's made me to be who i am right now and I think sometimes I cut myself short of and missing out on certain things just because I'm not willing to actually embrace like being a weirdo or being like um, random how I would be. Like I remember specifically moments when in my childhood where this ridiculous confidence of just going crazy and just embracing yeah. that. But yeah. then here it's like a tension between I have to like conform to uh, oh, yeah. white church this setting and then it's like. Uh, who am I? I become confused. Mm. And if you, yeah, and for me, if I don't, I'm trying to figure out that tension, and then trying to figure out a whole relationship thing and courting and dating. It's like, oh, yeah. stop. Because that's also even more different here than yeah. it would be back in my country, like mm. in our respective countries, like courting and dating, because the, mm. the there's a massive cultural difference. Yeah. And then oh, you add to that uh, the biblical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, we, I mean, we haven't even gotten into that yet, yeah. but there is uh, there is a kingdom expectation, which you know, for for people who have said yes to Jesus, mm. that's their first preference. Yeah, like, mm. I'm not a citizen of Australia first. My loyalty is to heaven, mm. and then from that, it informs me becoming a really good citizen here on yeah. earth, yeah. Uh, mm. because the culture of heaven is better anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then into relationships, like that's got to flow out into not just your friendships, but dating and courting. Mm. It's got to inform that. Yeah. Um, you know, and and, and yeah, I think about things like. Uh, dating or courting and then becoming um, and then becoming betrothed you know that's a big word isn't it? Um, become becoming a fiance yeah. to somebody uh, and le- and then leading on to marriage like I, I know I remember that um, the whole contributing contributing to marriage and all that kind of stuff dowry. you know we the dowry right um, and it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't a, I'm going to just go and marry this person that I felt that I fall yeah. in love with. It's my parents yeah. have mm-hmm. to be on board. board with that. Yeah. Yeah. The aunties and uncle have to be on board with that because we're actually really bringing two, two, two massive families, yeah. families together, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and they're going to be involved. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so I remember one specific one on my cousins who got married. He um, before he got married. And on, on the on the day when we actually, as our family, went to, to bring the dowry, the gift yeah. for we're going to actually be taking your daughter into our family, mm. Mm. Um, we went and actually slept as a, 
mm. as, as the kind of like we were the entourage of my mm. cousin mm. we went and slept at her parents house mm. uh, at his fiance's parents house uh, and then the next day we had this massive celebration because then he's um, uh, my cousin's parents and and uncles and everybody who was overseeing like we have responsibility for this child they came along the next day Mm -hmm. with all of the gifts the gifts for the father of the bride the gifts for the mother of the bride the gifts for their grandfather and grandmother um and and also the rest of the family they brought Mm -hmm. um live animals to to celebrate so they would get killed on the day and then we'd have a massive celebration and then we'd leave mm. and that was the pre-wedding <laughs> celebration mm. like this it's so serious yeah um, <laughs> and then you add but, but then you come into West, western civilization mm. um, or developing uh, developed civilization into it's a lot more personal yeah. it's a lot more mm. just me and you yeah, yeah. Um, and but then you add kingdom culture to that, and I think part of that is that it looks a little bit, a little bit more like I think I would sort of appropriate my own culture. Yeah. Uh, like it looks more like kingdom culture yeah. in, in saying that it's actually a community project. Yeah, it is. It's a it's community a project. project. Yeah. Um, and so when young people are looking at dating and and all that kind of stuff, there is yeah. the seriousness that you talked about yeah. um, earlier, but there is also like. Uh, it's not just going to be you and me. It's not going to be just from how we came from, but it's going to be informed, um, yeah. you know, by God. Oh, I do. Mm. Yeah, I remember so many conversations with my ex-girlfriend. She's from Canada, and I'm from Australia slash Vanuatu, and to so many talks about culture and yeah. difference. I was like, it's massive. It's huge. And... Oh man, it just plays such a big part in it. And when you were just talking, I just remembered that auntie that came over and stayed with us a few times. Is like she pretty much heads up all the other aunties who are because my dad's the oldest of ten, and I'm like yeah. the oldest in the, in, I'm the oldest sibling. And so like her, it's kind of like there's a responsibility or kind of a taking ownership that she and the other aunties are looking for someone for me in that mm-hmm. sense. And it's, it's like back home and like that whole thing of looking like that wow. is weird in here in the, yeah, this culture. But like for them, they're already looking, seeing yeah. possibilities and stuff. And I've, yeah, I remember just chatting to her about it. And wow. it's funny. Oh, it's so weird to kind of have that chat. And then just think like here, it's funny how, like you said, it's communal back home but here it's like go out and fend for yourself yourself, in a situation there's such a different sense when you know that someone's looking out for you in that Mm. section and Mm. there's a rest and an ease of like maybe a bit of laziness but (laughs) (laughs) it's um, yeah it's just a weird thing because she's her like that servant attitude of like because yeah. your dad's the oldest of us ten of us and it's like we want to make sure that you get the best we want to make sure wow. like that sort of thing whereas here it's like you have to rely on kingdom mindset and kingdom like you have to pray you got to make sure you have people around you can talk mm-hmm. to about that mm-hmm. sort of stuff and you have to actually pull that thing you you left home yeah. you have to pull that all together here yeah. to kind of yeah. it's it's a totally different mindset when you wow. know that someone's looking out for you in that sense and mm. in this sense it's like you have to 
read it between the lines yeah, and yeah. oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> um wow it's yeah and when we had that conversation about that she's like is oh in a sense it was kind of sad as well she kind of resigned herself to thinking <laughs> like um well you'll probably spend most of your life here in australia yeah. in that sense it was like oh man it's like yeah. <laughs> not not in that missing out on that sort of stuff but it's like that part of the culture and that part of me is like kind of slowly fading, fading. and then yeah. so i've years and over the past couple of years i've just kept thinking like if i do get married and if i have kids and stuff i want to make sure that at least once or twice every year i take my kids home like just to yeah. kind of reinforce that community Absolutely. value Absolutely. because mm. it's so lost here i don't yeah, know is, yeah. that's from my perspective yeah. i don't want to lose that community sense mm. so, yeah. yeah that's crazy um do you anything to say before we move on? No. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the whole courtship and dating, because we don't, I mean, we don't have a community's like mm-hmm. a strong, vibrant, um, constant communities that are, you know, when mm-hmm. we, if we're, if we're back in the environments that we were born in um, and in Australia, knowing where we come from as well and how there's so much strength in that mm-hmm. uh, in those kind of communities and, and just how much really they're actually um, patterned after kingdom mm-hmm. in that yeah. your faith like he talks about carrying one another's burden look out for one another mm-hmm. pray for one another mm-hmm. encourage one another mm-hmm. that's really kingdom culture mm-hmm. it's uh, you don't have to think about whether or not I've got your best interest mm-hmm. and so when it comes to to kingdom culture mm-hmm. that's what I would say our communities you know yeah. try to emulate that's what, what I grew up with and, and that's what we grew up with but because it's not so prevalent today yeah. we, we've really got to work a lot harder mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. to work and so when it comes to the space of dating and mm-hmm. courtship like j- this is just leading up to marriage we're not even talking about marriage but leading up to mm-hmm. marriage mm-hmm and you know the, how much it's been romanticized to to date mm. and how it's just two people mm. instead of mm. a community thing mm. so how how do we like how are you tackling that yourselves in terms of i'm not just going to approach a girl but i'm going to involve my mentor mm. i'm going yeah. to involve uh the people i'm accountable to i'm going to involve maybe my mum and dad Mm. Uh, because I need as much wisdom around me in order to to, to make the right decision. Like how how do you approach that yourselves? Because mm. you have to be a lot more intentional. Oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Monty's going to take care of it. <laughs> like she's not. Yeah, that's going to happen in the street. Yeah, you know, I mean, like oh, a couple of things that come to my mind. So one of the things that um, I guess with my with my culture with African culture I've struggled with is this idea that you're seen and not heard and mm. so there's there's as the man as, or, or just between parents and and, children. and kids okay, so yeah. it's almost like um, here like like I remember when I first came here one of the things I had problems with was kids talking back to their parents oh man that <laughs> me out oh dude that freaks me out like you call your mom yeah, by her name first name yeah you see oh, so it's like it's like yeah. that really that really used to get me I'm like I'm like how can you talk back to your parents it's like if your parents says 
Time to keep quiet. You keep quiet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah you know Absolutely. what I mean. I so I think that carried over into the relationship for me anyway. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, do I tell my parents? It's like, do you know, mm. like, is is this a taboo area to talk about? Yeah. Because even yeah. matters yeah. of sex and and stuff like that, it's almost like to bring it up yeah. with your parents. It's almost like a taboo, yeah. and you and you're afraid to bring it up. Yeah. But I mean, we ha- I had a few conversations with my parents here and there, but even then, I didn't feel like I had the freedom to just freely express yeah. oh yeah I like that girl and this is what I'm thinking you know <laughs> I might just say oh I like that girl and then I'll just keep quiet you know what I mean yeah. because of this that that I guess other side of, of, of culture um, but as I've grown up I've realized it's actually really important to involve community to involve people because when mm. you're sort of because in my head subconsciously I'm like oh it's just you know, it's not something I have to go on can start with someone until the right time comes mm. along. But I think from the get go, you have to yeah. be getting people involved because there's that aspect of accountability um, and people having the best interest at heart. Because um, some, like, in, say you're pursuing someone, someone might know something about the person that you yeah. don't know, and they might say, no, 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 don't go there. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm slowly starting to realize like you involve people early on. You know, you're always talking to your peers um, and say, "Oh, what do you think about this person?" You know, like, "Oh, you know, like, what's what are they like?" Then you yeah. go and talk to your pastors and say, "Oh, look, I'm interested in so and so." And and mm-hmm. and for me, so it's only now I think I'm starting to get the 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 idea of um, being accountable, being open before community, being re- really re- reinforced because. I've seen how being secretive <laughs> doesn't really actually help you in the long run. So you want to get yeah. everyone on board as much as I can, um, as much as you can. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's funny. When you said the whole idea of avoiding telling your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, <laughs> my first girlfriend was that situation. Yeah. Like, because um, she plugged into our church. And so it's funny, the whole church situation, everyone that I, mm-hmm. when I was living away from mm-hmm. home, knew that we were, I was pursuing her and we were talking about it. And so I had a lot of good people around me and it was great. But then when folks came over, yeah. Christmas, <laughs> surprise! Surprise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, And like, obviously they clicked to it straight away. And But it was like, it's such a, yeah, it's just a weird thing where, it's yeah, like it's, it's so it's, weird it's, it is weird and it's, it's like, yeah. the cultural thing like my yeah. parents are very because they're missionaries as well as pastors and stuff mm. but they're very accepting of everyone but like it's just so like the whole sitting and talking and meeting for the first time mm. and yeah. it, I find yeah it was weird I found it for my parents it was just normal like just because they've worked in missions and stuff and but it's, it's a different thing when it's like a Canadian, like when I met her parents and it's like, it's so, I don't know what it is. It's like, yeah. culturally, there's it's, maybe yeah. a difference there. Yeah, there's a difference. To, yeah. to be fair, like we sprung it on both of them when they, oh, okay. Because <laughs> we did yeah. it, like, from the was, get-go, yeah. Yeah, I did from the get-go. So it wasn't very smart, yeah. but yeah, it's true, like, you do need to involve parents and you need to get to know each other in the long run and mm-hmm. like you said as well Chima slowly starting to do that now yeah. and just involve the community yeah. but going back to that whole community vibe it's funny how we ca- we still in a way carry that community vibe to church mm-hmm. and stuff like as because mm-hmm. I remember so many times like I've only been here a year or so 
but at church it feels like it's been there forever because there's that community vibe like I've, I've tried to create and stuff and yeah. uh, hopefully when we do that in church and friends that we do mm. trust that mm. those people are willing enough to kind of like oh yeah sell down sell down calm your farm absolutely um, yeah but yeah you need people who can actually just be honest and real with you especially yeah. when the here it's a bit I don't have anything to contrast it with back home mm. So all I've known with courting and dating is Australian point of view or the lens yeah. that I have on for that. So I guess my other form of influence would be pop culture and watching a lot of romantic movies, rom-coms, rom-coms and all that stuff. So yeah, and then try to devise what's actually real. And so I've done a lot of... <laughs> research through the years of watching Joseph Prince kind of yeah. DVDs and listening to sermons and reading books on relationships and stuff but yeah it's then you've got people's opinions as well yeah. trying to filter that it's yeah. like your pastor's opinion and then your yeah. close friend's opinion and yeah. then someone who's friends with her that's a, yeah. has an opinion and then people who just allude to things that you try to <laughs> figure out so I don't know is the answer for me yeah. on how to figure that all out. Mm. But it's funny, talking to Sonny actually recently, we've had so many good chats. Mm. Oh, he's on the ledge. Mm. He's chats the about it and just the whole idea of waiting and mm. stuff. And he mentioned something. Let's just see if I can pull it up. But the whole idea of waiting is it actually um, stopping. Oh, what did he say? Uh, Sonny. Yeah, so. Learning to wait is a torture, or is it sharpening all of us? Like, mm. <laughs> mm, wow. Mm. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Is it learning to wait? Is it a torture, or is it actually just sharpening you? Yeah. For. <laughs> so that. Actually, pretty much the last four years of God's been calling me to wait on certain things and wait on a lot of things. So. Hopefully there's a pointy end to it somewhere down the road. <laughs> All right. So waiting, waiting in this popular nowadays is a, actually an interesting thing I've figured out. We're doing youth ministry, Instagram, Facebook. Waiting, it's not really treasured that much these days. Well, it's not a value. No. It's so things quite fast. Yeah, and so. Yeah, that's an interesting thing I'm discovering at the moment, like how to wait well. Yeah. How yeah. to wait on God's leading, but also mm. know that, like Sonny mentioned something else, like it's funny how the loud voices, the logical voices are usually the loudest, but the, the spirit is usually a silent, doesn't even have to shout or anything because it knows it's the truth yeah. when it comes to situations yeah. like this. Yeah. And we always listen to logical, mm. loud voices in our head to move and initiate or do something. Mm. Whereas wow. it takes a lot of guts to kind of actually to stop and listen right. to the spirit. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah. Which is another thing we talked about, isn't it? With um, with our with our identity side of things, yeah. and just how important it is. Mm to mm. listen to God yeah. and to have ears that listen to God so that informs who you are because yeah. mm. um, relationships are a completely new dynamic um, that you add to that and yeah. I mean thinking about and choosing the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life building 
something mm. with mm. that's no small feat yeah. if you get that wrong there are yeah, passions it's just, uh, yeah. if, if you, like it's insane because yeah. younger and younger people are getting into serious relationships now and mm. wanting to grow up so quickly yeah um yeah. like yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, you know. Like, like I was just thinking about the whole waiting thing. Because um, cause I wanted marriage so much, um, like, all I've been looking for is relationship, relationship, relationship. Mm. And as I've looked back, I've seen how um, nothing's happened because um, God's been wanting to rule my heart. And so it's like in the waiting, God's wanting to rule my heart to a point where. Um, my first love is him, mm. and that I'm yeah. comfortable being just just me and him. You know, like that's that's, and I find now I'm like, oh wait, and I was like, if 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 I see something potential, I'm not like rushing in to mm. it. And it's like I realize the the importance of just waiting, or just you know, yeah. just you know, and and like Nathan's saying, it sharpens you, and. The waiting actually sharpens sharpens the patience in you. Yeah. you think about yeah. it. That's right. You know, and and so it's like when moments of wanting to move ahead as quickly as you can come, because your patience has been sharpened, you respond to it in a sharp man- manner. Yeah. You're you're switched on basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just just yeah, it's just really really kind of really yeah, interesting what you yeah. said, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think God takes time to rule our hearts. Absolutely. <laughs> Depending on who we are, some people it happens, but maybe for me. He had to take, you know, time to rule my heart. It's actually a process, and the relationship with God is always dynamic. Um, God's character stays the same, but there's so much that you get to know about Him. I know my pastor was saying about his wife. It's like he he's still discovering things that he didn't know about her when they first met, mm-hmm. you know, and they've been yeah. 20 years into their marriage. Wow. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay, that's mind blowing. <laughs> and then you look at Revelation, right? Like, there's there's a part where um, everyone is basically it's describing you know all the heavenly hosts just bowing before God every mm. time they look at him they bow down yeah. every time so is it because God's just too powerful um, and I remember one guy um, one particular person coming to church and saying he was speaking to the, with a rabbi and it's like what's that scripture actually saying I was like no what I, that scripture is actually saying is that they get on their knees because every time they look at God, they discover something new. Yeah, and that happens throughout eternity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh wow, I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness me, like, is that is that what eternity is going yeah. to be like? I'm going to, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, um, oh wow. That's so awesome. in 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 the waiting, it's like, it's like you're discovering like the most important relationship you can ever have is the one with God. And then, duh. Um, mm. So you you need to allow Him the chance to woo your heart to a point where that, you know, if marriage was your focus, um, it's not the end goal. It's like mm. Jesus is the end point. Jesus is the end point, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's great. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And so I listened to Stephen Furtick recently yeah. just on the idea of courting and dating and stuff. And it's like, it's funny how we always think of leading up to the point like a romantic comedy mm-hmm. leading up to the end of the movie mm-hmm. what are you going to do when you get when you get there mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. like it's funny how we've been programmed or even culture shaped like just to get that instant satisfaction or that status symbol or that initial thing but yeah my pastor kind of said to me like 
you gotta make sure you have a vision for her life. You make mm -hmm. sure you have something. You're not going in there like just, oh yeah, all right, now what? <laughs> you know? So, ah, oh, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So courting can't be just a work it out as you go thing. No. You gotta get vision. Intentional. Yeah, mm -hmm. vision is, if you don't, yeah. If you don't have a vision for your life, mm -hmm. the direction for your yeah. life. Mm -hmm. Have you guys read that book, Wild at Heart? Yeah, we have. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a big Dude, one. That, that's a big one for me. Like, mm. that really shaped my thought on the whole thing. It's like, make sure you find an adventure and a purpose that God's given you. And then someone invite, else along. And then invite someone That's on right. That You're going nowhere. Where are you taking her? Yeah. Mm. Or him. For the girls listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, mm. Yeah. Wow. Now, I love the quote by Andy Stanley as well. Be the person you're looking for is looking for. Mm. Be the person you're looking for. You're looking for is, is looking, looking for. Gee, that's good. <laughs> Crazy. How to wait well. I think I'm gonna take take the lace. I'm just gonna bring it to close here. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be here all. <laughs> um, waiting well matters. Waiting well mm -hmm. matters, and. Jesus is the point. He's a vision. Mm. Mm. Otherwise, you won't wait very well. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> no, if, you don't, you don't, if you don't have a vision, you're not going to wait well. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus has to be the reason. Um, yeah, just the importance of community. Yeah, um, it, it's it's really important, especially in a world where individualism mm. is celebrated a little bit. More. A little bit above unity. Mm. It's a lost art, definitely. Yeah, it is actually. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, maybe we can, you know, follow on from this at some point in the future. Talk a little bit into mm. culture. Yeah, true. Yeah, different culture, different mentality, difference between kingdom culture, this culture, and the culture we were born we're mm. born in. Oh, that'd be fun. That that'd be a lot of fun to <laughs> talk about food, yeah. oh, mannerism, yeah. respect oh. and honor. Oh lord. <laughs> I can just see it coming. Oh yeah, because I still call my mum mum. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. I don't call her yeah. <laughs> don't say her so first yeah, name. Yeah. She'll hit No, never. <laughs> respect doesn't stop, does it? Yeah, no, like a doesn't. fifty year old man, your mum can still hit you in the yeah, head. No. Mess around. Yeah, cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate no your time. Appreciate Until you. next time. Until next time. Until next time. Yeah. Bye, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Miss it's you. Probably, it's probably PUBG. 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 PUBG.